Podcast, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We you know, we have a busy show for you today, surprisingly. Yeah. You know, it, it's, we got a lot of different tones to toss around here. So for the coming attractions, I'll just jump right into it. Let's do it. We had the first, we got the first announcement teaser thing for the next MonsterVerse movie, yeah. which is officially known now as Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. So, you know, Godzilla Kong, you know, we, the last time we saw them, they were fighting, they teamed up against Mecha Godzilla, and then they had that mutual respect nod and then went their separate ways, right? So, yeah. but in this one, it's been announced that Adam Wingard's returning to direct it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a, it's got a script from Simon Barrett. Uh, who I don't remember who I've not that's, done the I've, that's Wingard's um uh, writing buddy. Oh yes, yeah. so here we go. Yeah, here, okay. all right. Here, he tried to yeah, go solo. Remember, it didn't work out too well yes. for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was I? We we reviewed that movie. I here, believe right? we did, uh, and I totally forgot what it was. We'll look it up throughout us. the course of the show. Say oh us. yes. Oh yes. yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to waste any more time on that. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, it didn't and, go yeah, too well for him. Um, so I guess he's back with Wingard doing other stuff. Yeah, so Godzilla Kong teasing that a new monster showing up, uh, disrupting the hierarchy, you know, and and the teaser shows like an orangutan looking ape. So you know, I, who knows? People are saying, "Oh, is this Kong's son?" And I'm just like, "Oh, maybe it's just another giant ape that's within like that whole like Titan world that we saw." But Godzilla like, versus yeah, Kong, but right? it has to be more than that because like you know, Kong doesn't need freaking Godzilla's help to take out another ape, right? Like, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a huge ape. You know, maybe it's bigger than both of them. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Because it's funny because the synopsis, um, the short little synopsis that, that was released with the teaser said like the, you know, Kong and Godzilla's fighting has disrupted whatever else was down in the core or whatever and awakened yeah, something that, else. That hidden so, earth, hollow earth, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah but it, um, like, it, it's pretty ballsy to put, you know, their skulls already there, you know. Um, with <laughs> what I thought was like Kong on the throne, you know, uh, I guess I guess I was wrong about that. No, no, I thought so too. But like, uh, when you look at it again, I've looked at it a lot of times for my day job already. Like, I've had to like really look at it. It looks and, different, like, the right? Ape, yeah, the ape's got like a lanky arm. It's got lanky, like, long arms. Like, and so that's why when you get the close up, it's kind of orange and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's an orangutan. Like, it's, so it's different this time. So, you know, I'm, I don't know, man. Giant monkeys, Godzilla vs. Kong was fine. It right? looked good. It's right? Not, yeah. Yeah. The monster fights were cool. Yeah. I, I, this Godzilla vs. Kong, actually, one of our very first reviews here. Yes, at the board, and right? it was actually yeah. the one also, what, uh, at the start of uh, 2021, right? Yeah, that was the was, first one to be was, dropped on HBO Max, right? Oh, wait, yeah, no, Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters was our, like, first one here. Yes, so, yeah, yeah like, totally so different this, movie, very different yeah. vibe. <laughs> that one, King of the Monsters, I still stand by it. It's It's... It's not good. And it's also no. very, very dark. Even when you watch it on TV, because it's always on TV, King of the Monsters. Yeah, it's and a it's shame. It's so yeah. dark, man. It's a shame, too, because, like, outside of, like, the Rodan, or no, the King Ghidorah scene where it's, like, the crosses and stuff like that, like, outside of that, it was just not well lit. And uh, so, and you know it's what? Good, that's the yeah. problem with, that's the problem with this teaser, too. It's super dark. So I'm like, oh, no. So, you know, yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens. It's a lot to go off of, off of just a teaser, but it's coming out next year so we'll talk about it more then 
We should be seeing uh, a trailer we'll, probably, you know, like in the middle of summer sometime then. Yeah, um, like as soon as the summer horror kicks in. And speaking of, we have a, a new trailer or the first trailer for the Insidious, first trailer. Insidious The Red Door, which is Insidious 5, right, taking yes. place. 10 years after the first one with the original cast coming back. Yes. So, um, you know. Insidious 5, but for our purposes, um, pretty much Insidious 3, right? Um, right. Uh, yeah. Because it does follow the original story of, um, I forget the name of the family again, of Patrick. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, of I'm Patrick Wilson's like- <laughs> family, you know, um, in the actual movie. And the and the whole family's back. Rose Byrne is back. Uh, the kid is back. And he's like all grown up and something, you know, he's, he's supposed to be 18 or so in the movie. Um, so that's really cool that they got that back and they're going to continue the story that was started in, you know, in the original Insidious movie. Patrick Wilson is showing off you what know, he can do I- behind the camera. It looks yeah good on like you know we saw a trailer at first on the small screen right um, right and yeah. then we finally got to see it um on on the big screen this past weekend it looks good i dig it it it, it looks like a, a decent story i hope it is a decent story you know <laughs> yeah that's that's the issue with insidious right in general you know they uh you're the first one first one kind of kicked off this whole thing which is like in retrospect you know it's it was good for that. And, you know, it's a solid movie, but I wasn't like as hot on it as everybody else's. I'm more of like a conjuring person. Yeah. You know? Like when you compare the franchises, right? You compare the universes, like conjuring was the harder hitting one. Yes. Um, conjuring was a harder hitting one. Conjuring was also rated R. Um, I, I would think yes. Insidious was PG 13 when it came out. I have to check yeah, that. It was all like, it was mostly jump scares. Yeah. Um, and, I like, have to check know. that, but, um, uh, but, Yes, I agree. Conjuring um, is the superior flick in this franchise case, but like in terms of Insidious, it was different, um, especially with yeah. the whole astral, the astral projecting thing and the whole tone of everything. It was different, and it was good. You know, it's a good movie. And at the time, it, it did make a difference. It kind of yeah. In terms of horror, yeah, yeah we, we yeah. started getting like we started getting them right. Yeah, like uh, exactly, it, we started getting you know the, the James Wan you know solid horror. Flicks. We got Insidious, and then we got uh, the one with uh, with Ethan Hawke, where he's that uh, author trying to write a book with the kids. I forget what it's called. Where he's he, remember he he's watching some film, and then oh. Uh- uh the 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 one with the the the, the ghoul in it right yes uh, it was like sinister yes or yes like that. No, yes was it sinister yes okay. it was sinister right okay yeah yes, <laughs> yeah i'm confusing it with slither and, no yeah, yeah i think it is sinister because the, um okay. I, I remember at the time just making a joke with a buddy of mine years ago that insidious and sinister just came out around the same time and, and the wordplay is hilarious right so because it's it, it, it all means pretty fucking bad right so right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that whole kind of era of release, you know, the whole Conjuring era and, you know, Insidious and all that stuff. We got some pretty decent horror flicks. Uh, in terms of this one, I am hoping that Patrick Wilson does a good job with the actual, you know, technical stuff, you know? Um, right. Yes. Story aside, uh, we'll put that aside because, yes, that's very important. But in terms of technical stuff because it's his first time directing i am hoping he does the details well you know um yeah so yeah let's uh let's crossing my fingers that this one is good and i'm also crossing my finger text that this next one in our coming attractions is also good because it was supposed to be a straight to streaming vehicle um and apparently it was so good that they decided to 
put it out in theaters, uh, which is um, Stephen King's uh, The Boogeyman. Um, and uh, we, we got the final trailer recently in the last couple of days, and it looks watchable. The first trailer didn't really look that great. This yeah, one first trailer makes was it look edited a yeah. bit better, right, Tex? Yeah, like it was edited weird that first one. Yeah, right? Where yes, it's like yeah, agreed. It, yeah, it's like if it were a teaser, you know, when she threw the ball in, right, that little light ball when she throws it mm-hmm. in in that first one, it would have cut off there. You know, maybe would have got some flashes of the movie or whatever. But then no, the, it kept going. Then we started seeing a monster, and, and I'm like, like, wait, yeah. don't show me. It's like, hold on a second, what are you doing yeah. here? Right, right, right. Yeah. But this this new trailer, I I don't know. It looks it's looking solid, yeah. and that's you know maybe it's because at this point or two we're gonna get into this with our our feature presentation but it's like maybe at this point it's like i'm i'm looking for that big success so you know i'm like cross really cross my yeah. fingers at everything yeah right? for it's sure like, you know, I, Absolutely. I, want, I want one of these to hit it yeah um and boogeyman um like we mentioned this new trailer makes it look like a feature presentation, right? Like a yeah, like yeah. an actual like movie you would pay for in theaters. Um, I'm yes. thinking the <laughs> first trailer was you know be- like it was a little you know sus because it was for because it was maybe intended for streaming stuff and little commercials be you know um like while you wait for your youtube videos to load or whatever you know right. what i mean yeah um, great point so it, that's a possibility so now they were like wait a minute we have to actually you know get people to pay for this thing so let's make it look like a decent uh, movie over here and it does uh Again, we've spoken a lot about Stephen King here on the show. Oh right? yeah, we um, you know, one of these days are too. One of these days, do, we definitely yeah, are going to have to. Um, uh, we're going to have to do the work. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah <laughs> probably. You know, when there's no content during the summer or something, let's see what happens. But um, uh, uh, but we have spoken a lot about Stephen King and about all his works and stuff like that. Um, and this is another one. I'm not too certain when this one was released, but I think it's one of his newer works. Crossing my fingers yeah, for those yeah, who just... <laughs> for those who can't see me right now. I'm crossing my fingers, man. I am hoping this is good, um, and we are going to have a conversation about good horror stuff later on in our feature presentation. And I am hoping that uh, Insidious and Boogeyman do um, actually bring bring some quality to the movie theater um, because we always say like there's a lot of stuff we watched. Um, especially in the last uh, several months, that is not movie theater quality, right, Tex? Um, yeah. And, you know, we have plenty of streaming sources that we would love to just kind of use to watch these other lesser quality, you know, movies. And yeah, um, horror has a bunch of them guilty. And then there's other, other stuff we've reviewed here that just did that didn't deserve for me to go to the movie theater and waste my time. So I am hoping with, uh, you know, these, uh, this slate of coming attractions, it's very, it's very heavy handed, right? The Godzilla up on top. Who knows how that goes? I'm not, that's probably going to come to theaters, right? Because it, oh, yeah. because they want all yeah, that money. No, it's, you know, it's already got a date insidious. Next year, so it's, it's already like made its mark. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Ready. Insidious is coming out in July. It's another franchise there, right? Yeah. And then we got Stephen King. So all that being said, folks, let's cross our fingers and hope that this is all good stuff for us for the summertime. And now for our feature presentation. We got another double feature for you guys today in our feature presentation here. And first up, it is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and 
always. Um, it's an exclusive um, uh, mini movie, I can call it, right? Um, and um, honestly, I had fun with this text, um, not being aware that this was even going to be released um, a couple months ago, right? I was like, I, mm-hmm. I had no clue. And then all of a sudden, what the hell is this text, right? And I'm satisfied. But I'm satisfied. I'm just this kind of generic fan over here from, you know, the early 90s. Mr. Nick Valdez here, folks, if you are not aware, is a huge fan of the Morphin Power Rangers. And I want his take. What did you think about this text? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, it's the 30th anniversary reunion special, you know, so, you know, maybe if people thought it was a movie, they might have been disappointed, you know, because it's, it's only like a 45 minute little episode thing. And that's okay. And that's okay. (laughs) And I, that's where I want to start with this, where it's like, you know, I'm, yes, I'm a super fan, but I'm also, you know, I'm also the, the co-host of the morgue. You know, and I'm also a co-host who's been with Arturo for 149 of these episodes now, looking at things in such a way where it's like, it's okay to have like, you know, it's okay if it's not for everybody. And and that's where I'm at with this, where it's like, I... I liked it as much as I liked it, you know, and I'm, I'm likely going to like some elements of it much more than everybody else will. And, you know, but also I can totally see the flaws. Yeah. I'm also not, not ignorant of what it, you know, what it just kind of gets wonky and what it, you know, but yeah. in terms, in terms of the fan stuff, in terms of that and the fan service and the fact that like where I'm at is I'm just kind of thankful that it exists, you know? And like, you know, it's, it's also like, there are some qualms I have with it. Uh, I was talking to you when I first saw this hat, saw this way before it actually came out, you know, shout outs to, you know, I can't talk about that, but like (laughs) I got to see this uh, and my thing was, you know, the lack of like the OG music, even though like the original composer who was with the series came back with this new special, he had a ton of new music for the score and all that. But as someone who paid attention to like, yo, how many times in each episode did we hear like the Mighty Morphin theme? You know, and in the special, we get it in the beginning and at the end. Yeah. And my thing was, oh man. When the, the Megazord battle starts happening, it would have been really nice to have the Mighty Morphin theme oh, play. Yes, it would have. And, yeah. And it, it sucks, too, because it would have distracted us from, like, the CG. And uh, part of me is like, part of me is like, yo, I know it's like they, the, the budget and all that stuff. They, they like, they, they couldn't afford, like, a new Megazord suit, which sucks. But at the same time, in theory, I do like the CG, you know, because they, the, they got to do Megazord stuff on the moon. Which has yes. never happened before. Yeah. You know, we had, we had Megazords like jumping and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that has flips. never happened before. I know. Yeah. Like <laughs> stuff like that's never happened. So like in terms of that, uh, I'm iffy on and that's what it is. Like I, I think this has been a long way of me saying like I'm trying to like figure out where I stand with this, you know? Yeah. And- um, well, in, um, from my perspective, um, mm-hmm. um, I'm not a big a fan as you are, but I do remember sitting down and watching the Power Rangers when I was, uh, what was it, maybe seven, was it six, seven years old around right. there, um, yeah. and um, you know, super impressionable, you know, uh, uh, Kimberly, you know, first girlfriend and stuff, you know. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing, Arturo. Like, how was it for you as someone like who? You're going to be representative of a lot of these people yeah, jumping into um, this. I, like I said, I had fun with it, man. Um, it does get very kind of 
you know, campy at one point and a little wonky, as you mentioned. Right. Um, uh, but I remembered what I was watching and I'm like, you know, this is, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's just it's a Power polished Rangers. Power Rangers episode here, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, you're, yeah. And, and with that in mind, you know, I had fun. That being said, I had problems with this Power Rangers episode, you know, like, like yes, you know, yeah. one of my big gripes is uh, the putties. I hated how the putties kind of exploded. You know, it was very it had this delayed CG kind of bursting, you know, yeah. um, which didn't look good, um, in my opinion. And the putty didn't make noises. And I'm like, what are the putty noises? You know? Yeah, they weren't making the blue. You know, um, <laughs> yes, the, I miss the putty noises. I do like the whole Robo Rita story, you know, her kind of possessing Alpha and stuff. And that yeah. I was really clever. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty clever, you know. Yeah. Um, but I had fun with it. Um, the big, uh, you know, wild card here is a uh, uh, Trini's daughter, right? Who's the new Yellow yes. Ranger, right? yeah, and. Yeah, unfortunately, that's so. That's I my don't thing like too. her too much. Yeah, and <laughs> unfortunately, I I do have to agree. You know, and I get it. That's you know the whole point of the special is being like, yo, this is the past coming to a close. This is the future kind of thing. That's why you know it's what a I mean? Because she sucks. Yeah, and <laughs> that's yeah. Because what sucks about you know when when new people get cast as Power Rangers and become like Power Ranger actors, right? Like, there's a the thing. Like Power Ranger actors, you know, it's it's a different kind of space, and usually they get a whole show. To like figure, figure out what, how they're supposed to approach it. Yeah. Like, you know, cause that's the thing. I'm, you know, I'm 30 something and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, yo, Power Rangers does like, it has cheesy dialogue. There are, you know, the whole point is like, yeah, there are some wonky lines in there. There, there are going to be some weird stories. So like legit, if it's never once interested you, stay away from it. It's yeah. a total stay away from it. Yeah. Like it, if you watch it as a kid, Watch it. Hey, like it's, yeah, watch it. Yeah, watch, watch it on it, Netflix. For sure. You know, and if you're, if you're like me, who's super fan, you've seen it like three times already. So, you know, but point is like, Usually, people get like a whole a whole season, season to flesh out their yeah. character and understand the character. So yes, yeah, that's yeah. a great point. So um, to that point, it's not fair to her, you know. Yes. Um, but also, um, but you also, know, she it could is, have done a little better yeah. with what she got because <laughs> she had a nice chunky role, you know. Yes. She um, she had enough, I think, under her you know wings to kind of do something decent with it, you know. Um, but. I'm, I'm very i'm very disappointed with that character um i yeah. do um but like it's interesting you say that because for instance in the power rangers movie um i forget what the guy's name is the ooze guy right um, oh yeah ivan ooze he was yeah. already like re- he was ready to go yeah know? so yeah. ivan ooze just pops in right like i don't think he ever popped into a like an episode on the tv show no, right? no. yeah totally so like, original movie yes yeah, so that guy. like yeah. it can work you know but yes. like again like ivan ooze had this nice chunky character that he can build up you know um which is back to my point that i think she had enough to be able to to give us a little bit more than what she did um yeah and that's that's the unfortunate thing yeah like i'm still iffy on on the whole because the way it starts out which i think it's it's clever because obviously this is a reunion of jays right right we really only get two rangers here and then um we get rocky 
right? And then the other yes. one, what is it from Space Force or something? Or no, no, from Dino. So she she was she uh cat actually took over for Kimberly when uh Kimberly went off and started to learn gymnastics. Uh, oh, so, oh, and she tried so to also she, be a movie star too, and that didn't work out for her. No, 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 in the show, she went off and uh, that's how she left the show. She went and trained oh, no, but in real life, though, she you know, she was like, yeah, I, I'm bigger than this, I want to make movies. I mean, you know, <laughs> they all went through that though. That's the thing, it's they all went through that phase of like, you know. Before figure, you know, before we got to a time where the con circuit is an actual career now, you know, now, yeah, now point. they can, now they can make the money off the con circuit and they literally don't have to do anything else anymore. Right. They can, they can make their I money know. off of people like me who I just, know. who just want to, it, who wants to meet them. You know? I know. Seriously. Right. And so, Good but shit. no, Good uh, on them. But yeah, she she's she was in like this more the third season of Power Rangers, and then went on to be like in Turbo and Zio and stuff like that. Okay, so, okay, yeah, because I so, remember her from like the the Zio and Turbo and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you know they they were also in Power Rangers is basically what I'm saying the MMPR stuff. Uh, but yeah, from the OG cast, you only get uh, David Yost and Walter Jones, which is important because they haven't been in it for like. Since they yeah. were on the show, yeah. yeah. So legit. and and some of these other ones, they've had the chance to come back. Like you know, Jason David Frank before his passing had a chance to come back and all that stuff. Austin St. John, Jason came back and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's the thing. Like that's why I keep coming back to it. Going, you know, I I'm looking at its flaws, and you know, I'm like, yo, there's a lot of stuff it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't have the 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 production for. It doesn't have the know? production. I, it, it also kind of it doesn't like um uh, you know Billy and Zach do their best to keep everything afloat you know but um, right it, they don't have the the talent i can say to kind of keep this thing completely afloat properly you know what i mean because billy and zach can only do so much but y- you can see that uh you know billy for example it, like zach is a bit more natural like, yeah um, in terms of his on-screen character billy um he 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 struggles. He's he's a bit more you know a statuesque when he's uh, you know delivering his lines and stuff and like that. That 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 is that is the problem that he's so soft spoken you know and he's such like he's so Billy and right? him and not having like, glasses doesn't help either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> him having like you know him like already fixed his vision and shit like that. It yeah. doesn't help his character because I think w- with the glasses I think it would be visually um better for his kind of you know reactions and stuff like that um but um i think if it had a little bit more firepower in terms of um talent and but then but then again like you really didn't get much from them besides what was written for billy and zach you know yeah and that's that's the other that's the other issue thing that i ultimately i think like in terms of all that stuff what bothers me the most is that like this really does feel like it's a part one of like something else yes you know instead of like instead of a 30 years later reunion instead of like a let's see where they are now and you know oh no they're called back in for one more you know fight but no the idea is that they've been fighting for like the last 30 years right and yeah they haven't stopped freaking morphing you know <laughs> yeah yeah which is which is wild to me in concept as someone who's also 30 something and then you know like i can't imagine putting on the spandex and stuff you know like i wonder how, like how that felt for each of them but like no but outside of that yeah it's like this this definitely feels like a yo do you like this one? 
do you like it, people at home? We can, you know, it's like, we can make more. And so in that sense, I would, of course, I would love to see more, you know, and yeah. maybe they can flesh all this out. Maybe they can. And that's ultimately, I think that's where I'll put my cap on this is that that's Power Rangers. You know, it's Power mm-hmm. Rangers always starts off rough, no matter no matter what season, no matter what like movie, what no matter what it is, it always starts out rough. But then, you know, when, when you're like, just like any show, right? Like it, by the time you're like 50 episodes in, you're so invested and, you know, it, and they've all gotten so good at what they're doing. It's like, yo, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's like riding a bike, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, yo, uh, you need to give them time to like ride that bike, get the training wheels off again, and then really get going, you know, find a yeah. good pace. Yeah. Like, um, I'm surprised the length of it was, uh, Shorter than I expected it to be. I'm like, oh, it was because even it, it clocks in legit at 57 minutes on right. Netflix, which is like, oh, um, I'm surprised you didn't want to do just like a straight up 90 minute kind of, you know, just like movie. Because like I think it would have um, benefited the characters a bit more because it seems like it flowed better as the movie went along. I mean, you know, I mean, as the episode or movie, whatever you want to call it, went along. Um, it just, you know, worked a little better. It seems like, uh, I don't know. It was just, um, there are certain things there that I even think it could have been different. Um, just it, even it not being a budget thing, you know, there's some, I don't know, man. It was just, it, it's actually, yeah, there's it, a lot of wonky Yeah, it feels incomplete yeah. too, you know? Yeah. It feels like um, we're missing a lot of information, you know? Um, yeah, and, and and that's the problem with doing a story that's like throwing you right in the middle. It we does would throw have, you, yes, I was just going to say have, too, it throws yes, you right we, into the action. Yeah, we would absolutely have the same criticism for like anything else. It's like you throw us in the middle of the story, we're going to need the context. Yeah, right? like it would have been great to, you know, to, you know, start the movie off with, let's say, like Billy in his in his business, you know, the Cranston Industries or whatever, you know, like seeing right. how is how smart and successful he's been, you know, like real, real Tony Stark stuff. right? Yeah, you like, know, because yeah. he, <laughs> it is, dude, like he built a flying car, which, by the way, it looks like it's <laughs> out of 1995, which I love. I yeah, love yeah. that's such a power range kind of vehicle right yeah. um, so i wish it would have started off with at least let's get back to let's reacclimate ourselves with these guys right um right let's yeah. see what they've been up to especially especially like i know it, it you know what it is because they were trying to you know have their cake and eat it too with the story being that you know a trini passed right in real life as well you know she passed as well uh, same for the green ranger you know Jason's is is all sorts of weird stuff, right? So yeah, they didn't have those you know people available, so they kind of wrote it into the story that they would just be Rangers off the bat, right? Um, yeah. And then just you know be put into their toys, pretty much. Which I love, yeah, by yeah. the way. It's just <laughs> yeah, it was toys. just like it, it was a real like. <laughs> If there's anything that really felt like Power Rangers, it was, it was that. that. <laughs> yes. It was the buy me now, you know, Yo, on, and, on sale now. In and then, stores yeah, now. And then you know what's funny yeah. when, uh, <laughs> what, what is it, when the, uh, a Minotaur and, uh, and Snizzer or whatever the name were of the, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the snake guy, they grabbed it. it. It legit looked like a case of toys. And yeah. I was like, that's so good. I was like, see, that looks like TV shit. So like, it would have been cool just to wrap this conversation up. It would have been cool, honestly, just, you know, you know, hindsight 2020, obviously, if, if we would maybe gotten a three episode thing. You know, yeah, I think I, I did. Yeah. It, it was very nostalgic. I was smiling while I was watching this. Um, it was fun to watch. I, 
I like the Robo Rita thing. I enjoy the fact that they were able to get the same uh, voice actress, right? Yeah, um, which was voice. Yeah, 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 to play Rita, which I I think mattered a lot because that brought everything, you know, kind of in full circle there. Um, I did like that uh, they kind of raised the stakes a little bit with her death ray and stuff. Um, But um, it was fun, man. It was fun. I do wish they made it a little bit more lengthy, either a 90-minute movie or give us like, you know, three 45-minute episodes. um, And then... Yeah, which is weird because this is Netflix, right? And it's like, yo, you couldn't give them you couldn't give them a little, like, a little four-episode miniseries I guess they pitched like, it in the wrong quarter, you know? They already lost yeah. a lot of money or something. So and, know. you know, I, that's what sucks, because, you know, uh, you got Rocky in there. Rocky's dope. You know, he's like yeah. a, a fireman. He gets all the action hero lines and stuff yes, like that, right? Yeah. Like, and then I wish, he, the question is, like, <laughs> does, is he really behind that spandex? I don't think so. Like, uh, I don't want to say, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure it was like in the OG series where sometimes they were and sometimes and sometimes were, it was yeah. the stunt guys right behind yeah, it. Yeah, 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 because you know, because Steve Cardos he's a little bulkier. But that's what I, I mean? told you off air. I'm like, it would have been really dope if they found a stunt guy that was a little bit more stocky, a little bit more portly, because he was doing the flips and stuff. You can find somebody to do that. It would have been so dope, you know. Yeah. I guess because <laughs> of the look, uh, you know, of the look of the, of, the, of the very you know slim Power Ranger look, which you know? sucks because you know at the same time he. He's not like like it's not like he aged poorly either, right? No, it's not he like looks it's good, a, dude. It's like yeah, it's like, okay, hey, sometimes you, this is you just get old, and you know your yeah, body know, sometimes that, doesn't stay a very trim and fit, you know. Well, no, and that's the thing too. But he was also still kind of bulky. It was it was very WWE guy, you know, where it's like you know the older WWE dudes. Oh like, yeah, they, he, they, they the, lose the definition, but they bro. yeah yeah. <laughs> he's like you know, like, like he's like uh, he's walking around like. Um, Oh no, man, but- <laughs> like a taller version of Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it was dope. There is so just this little fan thing for me to wrap it up. Uh, just speaking to Rocky, there is one moment in there where like he he does a little spin kick. Yeah, and notably that spin kick in Power Rangers lore is what broke his back and took him out of the series. For a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so interesting. In Power Rangers Turbo, like in the movie, uh, so you know, he was the blue Zeo Ranger, then he gets replaced by that kid that in, in Turbo, right? But in the movie, it's explained that when he tries that spin kick, he like flies over like the fighting ring or wherever they're at. He messes it up so bad that he messes his back up. And that's why he's no longer a Power Ranger. So like to see like to see him years later doing the spin kick and then actually landing it and then like yeah that's what I'm saying. As for someone like me who like knows every little thing, seeing all that stuff come together was just like cool man. But for everybody else you know, stay away from it. If you watch it as a kid, you know, get lit, you know, have a, have a nice like Sunday afternoon kind of thing and just kind of check it out. You know? Yeah. So, it doesn't take yeah. much, you know, like it doesn't take much time out of your day. You know, yeah. it's, it's 57 minutes, you know, enjoy it. If you are a yeah. fan, cause it is yeah. fun to watch. Right. Um, yeah, they, and, say, uh, they say it's morphin time and all that stuff. You know what oh. I mean? Uh, be a kid again for a little bit. That's what it is. Right. Yeah, enjoy just, it folks. Uh, speaking of children and kids. But yeah. Let's get into this. Um, <laughs> uh, next up in our double feature here today is uh, the one and only Evil Dead Rise. Um, uh, Evil Dead is back 10 years after we got the previous Evil Dead flick, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, uh, we got uh, this brand new incarnation, right? Um, th- this time the book is located in uh, a very 
um, urban area. It's found like a high rise building or something like that. And yeah, dude, just straight off the bat before we start spoiling the hell out of this thing, I think it's a pay for it. I think Hmm. it's a very solid horror movie. Um, I do have some gripes that we will get into later, but it's very watchable, especially for uh, somebody who might not be an evil dead person or um, a horror fan in general. Great Um, point. I think it's a very watchable horror movie in general. And uh, and um, I'm happy about that, that it, it turned out that way because I can easily be like, hey, listen, if you want to watch something scary, quote unquote, right? You know, if you tell your friends who don't watch horror movies, hey, you, you guys want to watch a little scary movie? You can watch Evil Dead Rise in theaters. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 it's been hard to do that with any horror movie in the last several months. Um, yeah. And I'm glad I can say that about this movie. It is um, it is different um, in terms of tone. It is tamer than uh, previous iterations of any Evil Dead movie that have come out. And by that, I mean in terms of brutality, violence, and gore. It is um, a, a notch down or two from the 2013 version. But that being said, it's effective enough where it does all the evil dead tricks, right, Tex? Um, and yeah. it's successful um, in that, right, that it takes all that awesome evil dead lore that Sam Raimi created back in 81, right? And it, it kind of spits it back out in, uh, in a different little twist, right? Um, and I think that that's why it works well. Yeah, uh, so jumping off of you, uh, you know, I will say before we get into spoilers, uh, it is, I will also say pay for it, you know, because uh, touching on what you said, Arturo, you know, uh, buddies at home, if you're listening to us, you're probably the, the horror fan of your group. You're probably the movie fan of your group, of your friend group, or your, your coworker group, whatever. And a lot of the times, what you've probably experienced by this point is someone going up to you and go, oh, have you seen, um, let's say, what, what's a good horror example we just got? Uh, Scream? Yeah. So let's say, let's say someone comes up to you at work and they're like, yo, have you seen Scream 6? You know, how was it? And all that stuff. And generally, if you're if you're listening to us and you're uh, assuming you're you're in the same wavelength, you're probably like, yeah, it was all right, you know. But in Evil Dead Rises' case, you can be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, you can you can honestly say, yeah, it was pretty good because like you uh, Arturo, you and I share the same view in that like it, as an Evil Dead, there are ways it could have been more evil. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. There, it, it's not. I think in terms of an Evil Dead movie. It's not my favorite of the Evil Dead movies. I will say this straight out, mm-hmm. but it that doesn't mean it's a bad horror movie at yeah, all, and correct. it doesn't mean it's a bad movie because it's a it's a solid movie. It's it's a great horror movie, even. But in terms of what we're ultimately looking for in an Evil Dead, it doesn't quite meet all of those expectations. Yeah, but it it meets enough to where you can legitimately recommend this to somebody and yeah, which like, is yeah. which is what you've said Arthur which yeah. is like it's been very hard to do this year so now now thankfully the buddies at home if you are the movie friend in your group and someone says hey like I'm gonna go check out Evil Dead Rise in theaters. You think I should? Oh yeah, go check that one out. It's not bad. You might not say it's scary, but you'll you'll say it's not bad. Like it's just a good horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, just uh, to finish off what you were saying, it's like graduating, right? It, it, yeah, it met all the like prerequisites. You know, it, it passed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It can move on to the next stage of life. Yeah, right? it's not. You know, it, like it's into not the, like. It's not valedictorian or anything. No, but, not you know, even close. Yeah. It it got 
a um what let's say a c plus b minus right you know you know i wouldn't even say that i would say i would say it got an a I okay yeah say, you know what i'm not gonna argue that yeah I i'm will not gonna say argue that it gets too much an a, you know because we are you know it's tough because you and i are once like we're we're kind of you know, it, it's so because it, we are grading this on a curve, and we do like do you have to admit that because it's kind of impossible to not compare it to like what came before in twenty yeah twenty thirteen is um did stuff that um it's hard to compare any horror movie to these days yeah um, and, and you know we'll talk about twenty thirteen in in an episode at some point right so yeah and um yeah it's kind of like other franchises yeah right but it's um, like we, you you hold the highest one in regard yeah, exactly to the other so one. what we have to look at in in uh, in the whole in the whole scheme of things it's how it takes the actual concept of yes. the evil dead right so and, I guess and what it does with that. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I guess so on that there. note, full spoilers yeah. from here on out. This is your last chance. Uh, go see Evil Dead Rise, you know, and then come back and listen to us. Or if you have seen it, thank you for listening and sticking around. But, yeah. Uh, let's let's get into it, Arthur. Yes. So let's start right there. Um, uh, when you think of Evil Dead, you think of what? The Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon, mm-hmm. right? All wrapped right. up in flesh and all that good stuff, right? And and how it got found in the cabin and how somebody reads the spell and whatever, blah 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 blah. Right. So in this one. This is the first time we get away from that cabin setting um, yes. entirely. Uh, we're in a building, and then all of a sudden, an earthquake happens, right? And opens up the, the parking lot ground, which is like so random, um, but, well, but very horror of, of it all, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I um, thought that was like dead eye stuff already. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I attributed the earthquake and natural disaster stuff to evil stuff already. You know? Yeah, like I'm not, like I didn't attribute it to evil stuff, but I'm like, yeah, it's the luck of the horror movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that, so, that's of course, also true. of course, you live in California and you, you know, and you get earthquakes. So the son, right, uh, I guess of the mother of the movie here, finds this huge crack in the floor of the, of the parking lot and sees a vault down there. So um, that is where the Book of the Dead is, in this little vault underground of this, uh, underneath this building. So that, that in of itself is like, okay, cool. This is different. It doesn't get much else. Uh, it doesn't get deeper into that location, which I wish it did because it's like, how did it really end up under yeah, your building in California? Yeah, cause, you cause know, as it stands, it's like a goofy thing, right? And yes, so, yeah, and so yes. that's so. So getting into all this, Arturo, I think, right, because this is also where, you know, this is where it can start dividing people, you know, because mm-hmm. if Evil Dead is full of goofy shit, like that's been there since the OG one, even the even the scary, like super OG one was still kind of goofy, you know, like Ash says groovy, you know, like that's the whole thing. This is there's goofy elements in it. Yeah, so, groovy, boomstick, yada, yada, yeah, yeah. So so when you get when you get something like that and it comes off as goofy, it's like, well, you can write it off as like, well, that's just evil dead. And, and that's kind of what I did where but on that same hand, you could also be like, well, you know, that's kind of just in there. Right. Yeah, it's because like, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a very specific location that it's located right. in. It's not just like because I I thought. It was going to be found in like the garbage or something like that, just like wrapped up in a garbage bag in the garbage or a dumpster or something. You know what I mean? Like, no, this is a specific like location underneath this this building. 
you know? And right. it's like this fancy looking vault looking thing. I don't know how, how he, I have no clue how the kid thought it was a vault off the bat. He's like, oh, it's a vault. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? It doesn't, because right. it looked like just this crazy kind of door looking thing. And he's like, oh, it's a vault. And I'm like, okay, cool. What's a vault doing under your building, dude? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, okay, so we get into the vault and the kid, you know, d- doing kid shit. Like trying to get you know some more information deeper into the shit, finds this um is is able so, to open yeah, the he, vault right? Yeah, he finds the book, and but he also finds a vinyl, which is yes. uh, which is an interesting play on the thing, right? Because we've had we well, Evil Dead's done tapes, right? They've done uh, a tape recording. Yeah, they've they done, done the tape recording in the original, um, and they did the book, and now we yeah. have a vinyl, right? Yes, um, and so yeah. And in here, I think it's done super well. So, you know, the, the kid and his family, like, they have their issues, whatever, because that's the whole setup is like, like the hole in the ground, which I finally saw. You know, I've been, ah. I've been messing around that, like, you know, I've mentioned it in the past year before, buddies, if you listened, uh, that where I said, Oh, yeah, hole in the ground. I still haven't seen it. I saw a hole in the ground finally. Glad there was an actual hole in the ground. You know, it wasn't elevated horror, but no, the whole thing was, that it reminded me here of like, oh, this is more family dynamic stuff, family yeah. drama. And the unfortunate thing is, though, is that that first like that first 20 minutes, first 15 minutes before the book actually gets activated, it's kind of stiff. Like, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was not feeling it. I was like, yo, it's not this, good. Um, it's yeah, not it good. It's not good. Um, I didn't want more of that family dynamic, so I'm glad no. the book got introduced when it did um, to kind of spice things up. Yeah, so back to the whole book and the whole bundle. Pretty much, it's all collector's edition. You, you know, this kid finds <laughs> in the vault, right? He, right? he gets the book, he gets the vinyl, and this kid's a DJ, so he has the equipment to actually play this vinyl, which is a nice little thing that uh, they add in there just, I guess, to get this gimmick rolling, right? So... Like a text mentioned, um, there's a, a set of vinyls, a set of three vinyls. Like other iterations, um, the kid finds a way to open the book. And this one, I think, was pretty neat because um, I, I think I like this one the best, though, in yeah, terms of right? like books. Because, like, you know, of course, it's not OG with like the face on it and stuff, you know. And 2013, I think the book definitely is much better here. And that's the thing in Evil Dead Rise in general. I think the book stuff is handled much better. I like it. It's a lot cooler. You know, it's not easily translatable. (laughs) It's like, it's a book with teeth that activate when he gets some blood on it. I think that's super cool. And like the art in the book is great. And when he starts playing the record and he's like spinning it with manually with his finger and you're hearing the recording of like the, the ancient priests talking about it and stuff like that. I was so into it, dude. I was super invested. Like I did, I pulled one of those. Let me lean up in my seat numbers yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I was like, no, I was like, what's going on with this? You know? Yeah, no, agreed. Because um, <laughs> in, in past iterations of Evil Dead and the Evil Dead, um, someone makes a stupid mistake of reading this shit out loud. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I, I, that's one thing I don't understand. Usually, when I p- pick something up, I'm like, huh, I'm reading it in my head. I'm like. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not, not gonna like. Yeah, I'm not gonna like. You know, you know, read Kunda, and I'm like, oh, well, don't, my I was God. like, no, so, don't even start saying it here, just in yeah, case. But, yeah, uh, seriously, right? But like, I like the way this translates because it, the kid, he's just trying to see what this vinyl has on it, right? He sees the book, right? His sister's right. like, yo, 
Don't fuck with that. Put it back where you found it. And then it he doesn't look good. She got, automatically, yeah. she got like these evil vibes, you know, because, right. you know, she eventually becomes a deadite herself later on. Luckily, luckily for her and her character, she turns into a deadite. But, <laughs> but yeah, so her, the sister's like, yo, you got to put that book back. I'm getting these vibes. And she's like, she's feeling it. She's like, nah, this is, this is not good. Right. So, you know, he's like, all right, cool. No problem. He closes it. Right. And the, but the vinyls, here's, and here's the, the nice little gimmick of this one. The vinyl does all the work for the deadites, right? For right. the evil. Like you don't need somebody to read it out loud because this kid just put it on just to be curious to see what, what was on the vinyl. And he starts playing the vinyl. And then, you know, the priest starts, you know, saying this prayer, you know? Right. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, moving on from the setup, uh, you know, when we get to the, like, the unfortunate thing is, well, the fortunate thing is that when we finally get the Deadites, that's when the movie kicks in. And that's that's also where I'm like, is it a true pay for it? Because you have to make it through those first, like, 15 minutes of setup. And I still think so. You know, because yeah. once once the dead eye stuff kicks in, then you realize why the main the main two were cast. You know, because they they weren't really working for me. The sisters, right? Yeah. Like they were really working for me at first. But when um, I already forgot her name. I that's that's how little I was like into the family. That's the other thing. I I like I was so little. Yeah, into like the family. Beth is re- the sister, right? The brunette one, and right. then the actual deadite one. I forgot what her name is. L. Yeah, but yeah, right? and when the like when that? the mom finally gets possessed, and then you see her in the full deadite makeup, and then like in the in the acting she has to do, it's like, oh, this is why you were cast. This okay. is why it you was, were cast. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, wasn't exactly. for the it wasn't for the family drama stuff. No, it was for no. the yeah. And, no. Absolutely not. All right, yeah, exactly. And the sister Beth w- was cast because when she started, she was pretty solid. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, in terms of like how everything just unfolds there, right? We now see the Deadite pop in, right? Right. Um, in terms of, um, I had a brain fart. Excuse me, folks. I had a point yeah, there. No, no. It, um, like in terms of the way it happens, because we've seen it happen before. It's yeah. it's usually an assault. It's usually like a, a sexual assault in in many cases, and but here it's not. It's not. It's not sexual at all. Like and. But thankfully, it's not. But it's still very brutal. So it like the the first possession is super brutal because it's like in the elevator. You see like the the wires coming down and it starts hanging her. But then also like it's like pulling her up like a puppet. So it's like puppet yeah. stringing her too and like making yeah, her, like, like it, 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 that's a um a great point because the visual is very like a mannequin esque, right? Yeah. Like a little mannequin puppet. Um and um as we mentioned, this is the first time where there is actual no real sexual assault going on here. In, in 2013, we saw, you know, those vines in 81 and 87. We saw, you know, the forest do its thing there as well. But um, I really like the touch here. It's different, you know? It's, yeah. it's different, but it still works because it shows you how brutal everything can still be. Um, yeah, and it's still, it, it's, like, it's, it's still tearing apart her body. It know? still like, does the trick, right? Because yeah. um, even um, in, the, in the past iterations of Evil Dead, we don't see exactly what happens after the assault. We see them just kind of walk back to the cabin or back to the apartment um, in this situation, and they're all just fucked up, right? Um, and then, you know, then we figure out, oh, what? what then they they ask, oh, what happened? What happened? What happened? So I think it, it's a good touch because it does do that impact. Oh, this is the part where it kind of ha- starts everything, right? Yeah. Um, 
I do wish though, like, because it's not a sexual assault though, and it is more of a, just a, a violent physical kind of assault. I do wish there was a bit more indication of inner possession, you know? Right. Um, like maybe like her mouth opens or something. Right. And so it's something, but that's me just being picky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but that's also a very good uh, segue into the, the next big point in that, that's kind of the indicator for the rest of the movie. You know, it's a fairly, it's tough when you say tame, right? Like it's the, yeah, I'm calling this movie tamer than 2013, but this movie still very much has like, you know, um, it, it still has an elevator full of blood. It still has the cheese grater scene, but even yeah. then, like, Seeing the cheese grater scene in the trailer and then seeing it in the movie, I was kind of let down. Right? I was, yeah. I was disappointed. But I was let I'm down like, because, like, it, it, like, the cut didn't look super deep. We didn't see the cut. There was a, so my, th- the, the, my thing was, like, it does a lot of cutting away from, like, its brutality. Yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate because we didn't see the cheese grater. Like, just a comparison to 2013 to be unfair once again, <laughs> we, we saw every little cut, you know? And cheese grater thing, we it cuts away, it shows her reacting, but then when it cuts back, it's just kind of like a little cut of the skin instead of like instead of like a deep, instead of like like, like a deep layers yeah. missing, you know. And then and then like the drill in the eye, the tattoo needle in the eye, it doesn't go in her eye, it goes on like her cheek in the little girl's cheek, and then from there it like it spreads the infection, which is fine in like in terms of like being a horror movie and all that stuff but like but it's is it also though, like that's like now thing. that we're talking yes. about it right it's like yes. yes it's fine when i saw it i'm like okay cool because you know tattoos hurt period and just getting one on your cheek without you fucking paying for it <laughs> yes it's gonna hurt but i'm like you had it there like you had it in the eye there but like like yes, I it works that's in the thing. theaters. Is it because it's you know? Is it because it's a kid? You can't do that much because the ratings and all that stuff. Is it like a you know? Is it? It's a- already an R. Like my thing is like if maybe again you don't have to show it. You're already cutting away from shit. So you can you could gotten close to the eye, you know, and then, and cut then away. kind of yeah, cut away and then like hear a scream and then, and then have yeah, her kind then- of just knock the deadite off and then you see the you know her eye all all jacked up, you know. Um, right, very true, and you know, there was a way to do it, and, and that's kind of the thing with this movie is that the kills are the kills are fine, but and there are some goofy ones that I appreciate. Like I appreciate her uh, the scene where she's in the hallway, she bites out that dude's eye, yeah. and then spits it at that kid, and the kid chokes on chokes it. Chokes on it, yeah, and that's that's a funny idea. That's Evil yeah. Dead stuff, right? Like I, I'm like, like yeah, that. that's. That's just fun stuff. Yeah, but like that's evil, evil fun shit. Yeah, but then like two of the kills happen off screen in that like door in the in the yeah in the door scene yeah. and yeah within while, the peephole frame of it yeah, right yeah and um, that's fun like it's a fun idea but also I'm like man I wish we could have seen those yeah. You know? I do understand you. It is a wasted opportunity because one of them is a kid that gets just flung yeah. after he's um, And you know us here at the morgue, you know, we love it when a kid gets killed in a movie, um, especially when you show it. Um, yeah. I wish they did show that one, but I was okay with it because I understood, all right, they're not going to do certain things, you yeah. know, they're not going to get to that level like i knew by that time that it wasn't gonna be like 2013 yeah i mean it's it's by the it's literally once the elevator kicks in and it's not a sexual assault it's like oh okay this is the kind of movie we're in 
You know, yeah, yeah. This is, this is, it's going to hold back on some things. And unfortunately, it falls, it follows through with that, right? Yeah, like, it, it does hold back. Like in one scene in particular, after the daughter um, slash sister character gets uh, turned into a deadite, the one with the tattoo on their face now, right? Yes. Um, she turns into a deadite and then like, which I think it's a good move. And then we find her in this scene. It looks really cool, right? Like she's yeah, it's on set this, up. Yeah. Yes, it's set up really cool. She she's on the uh, crouched down like a gargoyle on top of uh, of the kitchen counter, you know, chewing on a um, a glass of um actual or, you know like yeah, wine you glass, just, right? You just hear her chewing, and that's the thing. It's yeah. it's a cool setup. It's yeah. it's such like a horror movie setup, right? Yeah. And so and you're you like the, the chewing, whole the right. whole yeah. the whole time you're like, oh, turn around, let me see what this looks like. And she turns around, and it's just her face. You know, and like the the little cuts infected a little bit, but then like she bites the glass, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all, but like I was like, ah, she like I wish we got a little cut up mouth. Yeah, that's a something. missed opportunity. Like yeah. all we get is like a shard of glass when she swallows it. There's like a little CG cut on her throat. Um, I don't like know. A, was it CG? I don't or know. It, it, it that one in particular, good. it was a little tough to tell, but yeah, it looked it a little looked bit good. like CG to me, though. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, like uh, it because it, it it pierced the skin. It did look a little bit CG, but but they do use a lot of practical stuff in this yeah. movie. Yeah, and but that's the thing. It's just like the fact that we have to sit here going, was it? It, it, it just shows you. Yeah, you probably could have gone farther with yeah, that. Yeah, but like just back to that scene though, text. Like it's like you mentioned, like when. Her face comes into frame now, and we see her eating that, you know, wine glass. We expect, like, blood, you know, and teeth all bloody, mouth all cut up, gums all cut up. We don't really see that. Um, And we're like, okay, like, how, why did you just PG-13 this one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they I, do that yeah. in this movie I, I think, several times. I think that uh, – I think ultimately I think that's my issue with it. Is that there are so many times where like, and that's the thing, it's like, I don't know if 2013 is to blame for how I see Rise, but at the same time, Rise does a lot of stuff better. I think overall, while I didn't like the family, and while that family setup was very stiff and very like, oh, just get, like, it was a real just get to the point feeling I had. It's still a like a better story than 2013 had. Like it's a better setup, you know, when you finally get the family involved and then like you, the, you get that, that fusion dead eye at the end. And it's like real family stuff all coming together. I, I like the story. I like the, I like the way the book of the dead lore is handled. I like the way it's presented. It's very great. And that's the thing. It's as a horror movie, you know, I'm seeing people react to it going, Oh, it's such a mean movie. Like, like in a good way, you know, like horror fans going, Oh, it's so mean. I love it. And no, then, people going, Oh, there's so much blood and so much they violence. You know, if they think this is a mean movie, they haven't seen the movies I've seen then. And that's, um, that's the thing. I'm like, yo, yeah. how do you, what that that's ultimately where my hangup is. It's like, yeah, as much as I don't want to compare it to 2013, I unfortunately am. Like, that's the reality of the situation. It's like, I'm sitting here going, well, I wish you did more. And yeah. For, no, but for no. what it is, like, I think putting my cap on it, for what it is, it's a good movie. Go check it out. You know, support horror <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, let's see. So, like we said, it does good things, right? Right. Um, it, it takes the the lore of Evil Dead and it treats it a little bit more lore You know what I mean? That's, yeah that's the way I can only describe it because it, it kind of the whole vinyl thing um, it sets up a lot more of the lore you know and then because we get the flashback I think scene of the priest itself and like a little kind of gathering there you know 
we kind of understand more of the whole evilness of it all, you know, especially how it says that, uh, you know, there is no hope. We can't do anything. We've tried everything. All there is to do is just kind of chop it up into little pieces, you know? So I do like the fact that they were like, yo, like this is, you can't do anything. It's futile. You know, you're, you're dead. You know, um, so I, I really did enjoy that. Um, in 2013, we just kind of got this inadvertently dumb book reading that just brought up a lot of shit, you know. So I really do enjoy the fact that that uh, the vinyl set everything off without anyone like kind of being, you know, super dumb and right. reading some shit. And, they didn't you know, understand. and that's that's the thing, too. It's, you know, we, we've said you've said this before in that like Evil Dead part of the franchise is that somebody does something stupid to get to that point. Right. But yeah, it makes sense that it's a kid. So it, it, this movie gets around that, but like, oh yeah, it's a dumb kid doing it's, dumb kid it's shit. Dumb you kid know? shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I really liked uh, the whole dumb kid shit. I I like when they include kids into a story like this because yeah. the stakes and the consequences are definitely higher. Um, yeah, because uh, like even if we say they could have gone farther with some of the violence and some of the scenes. Kids are still dying. So it's still a lot of dead kids in this movie. <laughs> yeah, only one of them lives, you know. Yep. The rest are dead. I I was not a fan of the of the final form of the deadite. If you were going that route and getting to that kind of very campy looking last form, I would have liked to at least seen it more clearly. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we don't really get good visuals of it. We get one good one probably when it's like running on top yeah, of the it's, car. It's saved. You know? It's saved for the final reveal, and by that point, she's already shoving the chainsaw in it. You know? so yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I was not a big fan of that. I really wasn't. Um, because it didn't. Honestly, it, it didn't look good. I, I didn't like the look of it. I liked how the mom deadite looked. You know. Right. I thought she did a great job. I. I I thought because of her, you didn't need that final form. You didn't need a final form in order to kind of just continue terrorizing these people. You know, you you pretty much had them. But I did like how the final form got set up, though. Yeah, that's with some the, gnarly, the kid like, deadites, like just dude, that's some like gnarly her. Cronenberg yeah. kind of shit. You yeah. know, I, I think um, I think that's why I liked it so much. Just because yeah, like, I, I like the idea, and it's you know it's part of the theme. You know, yeah, the family yeah. stuff, and yeah. like you know, and I don't blame you. I just I like, wish it was like the better, idea though. of it throwing things at at the yeah. at the yeah. You know, and I I think see this is this is it goes back to what I was saying about the split of like goofy shit versus the sh- you know and that goofy shit in terms of like evil dead i think it succeeds you know it, it like because it's a goofy looking final monster but at the same time like it's in the scenes where we see it are also goofy right they're also very nostalgic yeah. you start getting the the hard camera cuts and like the yeah the, the, also the evil dead noises and the chainsaws yeah, the, and like the, the ending know. too was very like it, it was very appropriate for right. the, the movie itself it wasn't the entire movie wasn't as impactful as I wish it was. Like, like it didn't have that yeah. oof behind it, you know. Um, the ending included, honestly, I wish they would have done a little, a, a little more with that. They had um a random freaking tree chipper in the garage of a freaking building, you know. And yeah. um, there's, there's they kind of use it to, to yeah. rain blood. So, like, but yeah. Before I forget, um, speaking of raining blood, um, elevator scene. There's a really awesome elevator scene. Like Tex mentioned, the elevator scene, the elevator itself, 
it was used very wisely in this movie. Um, it gave us the assault scene where you know our protagonist first gets our antagonist first gets possessed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gives us this awesome scene where um, Beth and the and you know and her little niece are trying to run away, and it starts pooling with blood. Um, and it yeah. just it's it's the coolest scene it, of the movie, man. It's yeah. so dope. And then they crash down, you know, very you shining like it yeah, opens up, they flood dig. out. You get the elevator you know? dig before it crashes, though, which is great. Yes, yeah. a ding, and then. Yeah. Poof, they come out that's look it looks very cool like this movie does things very well it uses the it, it uses the new environment very well and it just goes to show you you can drop this you know book of the dead pretty much anywhere yeah and get a decent story out of it if you know what you're doing right right um that's what that's the big takeaway from this movie is that hey you can move the evil dead anyway it works it's not like a scream movie going into uh, new york right or right. uh you know michael myers you know leaving freaking you know haddonfield and going to uh, oh he's gonna it's he's not- gonna go change freaking uh josh hartnett down at the academy in california yeah, you know? yeah and it's not jason goes to space you know so you know it's jason actually jason goes to new york which wasn't that bad actually yeah so it's clear that this franchise now it's not sequels it's not reboots it's like giving each creator the the chance to do what they want with it and i think I kind of want to see, like, I kind of want to see what what other people have. You know, it I mean? makes total sense. You know what? This could be. Um, this also could be a good opportunity to make like an anthology. Yeah. You know, um, of short little kind of uh, like a you know, like a Netflix show kind of thing, right? Where it's like eight, yeah, like, like self contained episodes of yeah. just you know somebody finding the, a fucking Necronomicon and just you know being dumb. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that. Listen. Somebody hears this. I want some money out of this. Right? Yeah, somebody. You know, well, that's you know, we'll we'll see where that goes. But yeah, like that's ultimately like why we probably we probably sound confusing to somebody listening at home because we're we're sitting you telling you wait pay for it right, but at the same time we're like oh well it doesn't go far enough. But in terms of Evil Dead, it doesn't go far enough. But it, it, as a horror movie, then all like it does it does it does its yeah job, it's right? it's one of the best horror movies this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's not saying much, you know what I mean? Because there have been attempts made, yes. you know, um, by some, you know, you know, by some heavy hitters. Sick was a good one back in February, I think that we covered it. Um, but that was straight streaming. But that's been my highest rated horror movie up until right now. Which uh, this one, I gave it a nice seven, nice solid seven. And like I said, it's it's effective enough where I can be like, you know what? You want to see a scary movie? Go watch Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, it's not like scary or anything like that, but it's it has a very good thrill behind it. It's like a good thriller, you yeah. know, for the you know for the non-initiated horror person, right? Um, and, and for the uh, um, um, people who are initiated into this lovely world of horror, um, I think they'll have a good time with it too. I had a hard time finding you know very serious critiques in this thing my critiques are mainly coming from a place yeah yeah it's coming from a place of hey let's do um like not really improving the story because it works you know but just kind of showing that that this evil dead universe is it's it's pretty big now you know they had a whole show on on uh on stars with ash versus evil dead they had the 2013 they had the sam raimi trilogy it's been around so there's a lot of stuff here that um that can be used 
to kind of elevate an Evil Dead movie. And we just feel that this one takes all the prerequisite boxes, but it, but it doesn't go for that A-plus extra credit. You know what I mean? Great, um, yeah. But that being said, folks, go check it out in theaters. Go pay for it. It'll be a good time. Grab some popcorn. It's one of those things. Go enjoy it. Um, If you're a fan of the Power Rangers, go watch the um, Once and Always on Netflix. And thank you, folks. This has been episode 149 of the Morgan Official Corpse Feed Podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Big shout out goes out to Mr. Del Virus for the artwork and a big shout out goes out to you folks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We have 148 of these things for you in the archive, plus our other shows, The Crypt and Scary World coming at you. You can catch us anywhere. You can catch your your podcast, streaming, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon um, Music and Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can catch us on the desktop at CorpStreet.com. You can also catch us every Thursday live at 420 on Twitch, on Twitter Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, where you can see us and check us out. Please um, feel free to comment, leave messages, recommendations for movies, anything. We love to interact with you guys. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, And remember, folks, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk all you guys through it.